As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Oh, dude, 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 dude. What, 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 what? Look at her. Uh, you mean that customer? Yeah, bro. She's so hot. Uh, Sure. Look, man, I'm I'm just trying to work, okay? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, do 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 do. What? What? Look at her. You mean the woman who clearly wants nothing to do with us right now? Yeah, bro. She's so hot. Ah, uh, let's try to stay focused, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, 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 totally. Oh, do, 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 what, do, what, do, what? Look at her. You mean the female homo sapien who's literally minding her own business? Yeah, bro. She's so stomachs, and we all but food to eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 51, An Odd Duck. Y- 
You did not. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. No. Oh, stop it. Just stop it right now. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And that's why I have no friends. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. This is Alex Rogers recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. All right, well, you made it. You made it, listener. Can you believe it? I know you were racing to get home, to turn on your television set, and tune into my show. I know you were. You were just itching. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that now back there, boy, that was one of the more, um, it sounded like a body function rather than like a sort of monkish uh, hum. So we'll try to work on that. But it's very good to have you back. Thank you so much. And, uh, well, I I want to basically just get right into it and get into the spirit of what this episode is all about. My friends, I'm an odd duck. You've come to know that a little bit about me, right? I'm, I'm kind of an odd duck, a little quack, 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 quack. He's an odd duck. Don't give a fuck, he's an odd duck. Don't give a fuck, he's an odd duck. Don't give a fuck, just talk. Weird, I was not intending to take the I Dream of Genie theme and make a duck theme out of it, but uh, worse ideas have made more money. But uh, I am, folks, and if you've made it this far through what is now over 50 episodes of this show, uh, then you have come to know just how much of an odd duck I can be. And, uh, and gosh darn it, I'm proud of that. Well, I am. Why, well, I, I, I am. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, gall dang, there's no way I can remain myself without breaking into some other voice. Y'all know this about me. I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, as such, the way I talk, the way I move, the way I view the world is me. Now, I'm not saying I'm like some alien, okay? You are you. In fact, listener, dare I say it, you are an odd duck, too. And you know what happened back there right now? I was debating about doing a golem or a duck and there and I found myself just right there stuck in between them stuck between a golem and a duck what the fuck so uh yes you're a bit of an odd duck I'm a bit of an odd duck and my odd duckery um puts me into often a category of film goer where the things that really get me going the, the, the things that draw me to put my butt in seats, all right? It 
tends to be a sort of once-in-a-while event for a movie in the theaters, a concurrent, contemporary, in-my-time-period my time period. But yeah, no, in the in the epoch in which I find myself, it's very rare that there's a movie in the theaters that I really love. Now, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of fun in the theater. I'll still see some movies that um, I enjoy. I had a good time. But it's very rare that I'm like, holy shit shit, this movie was made for me. (laughs) And again, I don't mean me exclusively. I mean for odd ducks like me. And uh, the last time I was kind of on this level of excitement with something that I caught in the theater fresh as it came out, comes to mind at least for me, would be uh, There Will Be Blood. That movie was so good that I went back the next day, same time, same theater, and saw it for the second time. And then for the next month or so after, I went back and saw it another two times. So I saw that movie four times in theaters. And that was in 2008. I know the movie came out in 2007, but y'all know how it is. You release your movie in December, most of us see it the next calendar year. So that was 2008, and then here we are in 2022. Well, gee whiz. And, you know, there, there are some things that I've seen. They really have delighted me. And I have fun, but it's been a while since my mind got haunted beautifully by something that I've seen. And, uh, by the way, sorry, I got distracted again. My stomach is gurgling and growling. I haven't uh, had dinner yet, folks. Oh, God, stop recording then, please. Have some din-din. No, 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 folks. I got to keep on uh, keeping on with this. Otherwise, I, uh, if I eat now, I'm going to be too tired to keep on with the show. So, fear not. I just may have a uh, co-host on today's episode where... It's my tummy a-gurgling. Um, okay, get to the fucking point, Alex. Jesus Christ, what movie did you see? We're on the edge of our seats. My friends, there's a new movie out. If you're hearing this now, now, uh, then we're talking about um, April going into May of 2022. And if you are hearing this much after the fact, then I highly recommend that you rent or buy the movie I'm about to mention. I can't believe it, folks, but I have a current new favorite movie, and it is a new movie at that. I'm always having favorite movies from decades ago, but right now, the movie that just is delighting the heart of my soul and the soul of my heart is The Northman. The Northman. Holy Moses. Actually, it has nothing to do with Moses. I just threw that out. It actually is a Viking epic. And it also is... Um, 
I, you know, when I say a Viking epic, it almost makes it sound like it's sort of like, oh, it must be history, therefore, or like a, a historical film. Well, what I love about this director, the guy who did it, Robert Eggers, and I've talked about, I did I, you know, I one loses track. I can't remember if we talked about The Lighthouse and or The Witch, but those were his uh, previous films moving backward in time from that. So going in order with his movies is The Witch, The Lighthouse, and now The Northman. Are we supposed to say The Northman? I like to say The Northman. Because, you know, this is a man from the north. And uh, it's three for me. Uh, th- three for, it's three for me. And, and I'll have some, too. You can't drink yet, Susie. Um, it's three for three for me. I really like this guy's work. Um, Robert Eggers is, I think, leading the way right now in terms of gorgeously shot horror and now he did what i want to say is more sword and sorcery than it is historical like drama you know what i really want to call this movie it is perfect mythology and when i say mythology i mean an adventure movie that is not clear it's a it, it it's a little bit interwoven with some sorcery, but it's not like we have okay, it's not like what we might call a sort of like high fantasy like Lord of the Rings, which has very much established races and magic is a real thing and you know, we're all pretty much on board with how there are different different pockets of fantastical things happening all over the place. Whereas in mythology you have real places that have actually existed on Earth, real time periods that you can trace back, but often ta- and, and oftentimes the characters in the mythology are indeed maybe kings and queens that are either indeed by name, truly based on the person, or, or they are modeled after the people of their time. And you'll then see a couple of monsters and spirits and giants and dragons and undead armies and basically cool-ass sci-fi shit. That will show up in mythology. However, in mythology, it's kind of loose. It doesn't really establish like, and of course, these are creatures that are known to... It's, It's almost, did it? happen like that or did it happen normally but we're telling the story with some flair so we add the sorcery to it to me it doesn't matter whether magic actually exists or not but to infuse your story with it oh my gosh how how magical indeed so the northman just to give a brief synopsis because I'm not really into explaining movies. I just want to say let me give you the mood first of all just to before I even explain the synopsis. To me this is Conan meets Valhalla Rising. And I talked a bit about Valhalla Rising. That's my man Nicholas Winding Refn, one of my favorites by him. A movie, and I believe in his own words, a Viking epic on acid. 
So it's got that Viking epic on acid feel, but it's also got Conan sword-wielding barbarity. And also that kind of harp string plucked on a wind of cold antiquity folklore, if that makes sense. One thing that I really like about this director, Robert Eggers, is that he is enchanted with time periods that, well, I, maybe not, probably the Northmen, they're actually speaking whatever Scandinavian language they were speaking back in the day. But his previous two movies are indeed in English, but they are spoken by cultures that crafted the English language a little bit differently. And they almost sound Shakespearean or um, or like just behind, not even as far back as Shakespeare. For example, The Lighthouse, which is just so fucking great. Dude, I'm not going to spoil the ending at all, but dude, let me just put it this way. When the ending happened, I was giggling. Not because it's funny, but because it was so disturbingly scary that I can only imagine how many people who have been raised on a sort of basic diet of just uh, like Michael Myers. And I love Michael Myers. I ain't putting him down. I'm just saying, you know, a little bit simpler, easy to follow rules of horror, which is the slasher formula. So people who only know slasher shit, I can only imagine how utterly um, anywhere from pissed off to to disturbed beyond pleasure <laughs> that they uh i mean like past pleasure into displeasure that they may have been feeling over that one well now whereas the witch and the lighthouse if you had to argue i guess you could say they're a little more highbrow artistic horror even though i would say fuck that go watch them they're great and i'm the first to complain about when horror is too artistic versus uh doing its job to be scary and they are absolutely scary so that's totally taken care of but what i love about the northman is that he's taken this so okay let me give you also a little flavor of of the storyline i'm just kind of giving you moods now the idea is it's a revenge story it's also technically the story of hamlet and hamlet is technically based on this tale amleth and uh well let me also give you another one in case people are like, uh-oh, you said Hamlet, now I'm falling asleep. Well, let me wake you back up with The Lion King, because The Lion King is a remake of Hamlet, and Hamlet is a remake of Amleth. And The Northman is a remake of all the aforementioned. Yeehaw! It all comes full circle. But yeah, this, this is a real old Norse... Nordic, whatever we're supposed to say, old-timey shit where planet Earth actually was almost a little bit of Middle Earth, that kind of vibe, of a man whose father, a prince, whose father, the king, is murdered by the king's brother, in other words, the prince, the prince's uncle, and he vows revenge. Now, what's fun about this is where, where Hamlet, and I love Hamlet, by the way, and, um, and I 
I want to urge everyone, you know, even the word Hamlet, it sounds very Hamlet. Oh, God, don't you just love this caviar? You know, it's a, it's a so, gosh, Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. No, 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 no. Hamlet is fucking dope, dude. Hamlet is the shit. And I love it. And um, it always breaks my heart when... Even the word Shakespeare sounds very Shakespeare. Oh, I dare say. Um, Shakespeare and his characters should never have been co-opted by the bored, beautiful people who shut out the rest of us. That should never have happened. Hashtag bring Shakespeare back to the people. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So, um, whereas where Hamlet is, bless his soul, and I love the character Hamlet, I relate to him far more comfortably than I wish to. And he ha- he's a very driven dude who cannot make up his mind and is uh, got a lot of conflicted emotions and he is tortured by his own thought processes while also taking the piss out of everyone around him. <laughs> Whereas Amleth in this movie, The Northman, oh, he, he, if, if you thought Hamlet didn't do enough action, this guy is pretty much all about action. And what I like is what Hamlet delays getting the revenge done because he himself is dealing with a big moral issue with everything. And I think he's also struggling with um, chemicals in the mind that people back then didn't know how to diagnose. <laughs> And um, so with this, with one story where you're cogitating so, so deeply, you have this movie where any delay is not because the character hasn't lost his edge on his bloodlust. It's because the fates are 
kind of keeping score of his adventure and they're making sure, ah, yes, yes, you're close, but before you sate your revenge, you will need to go on these mini quests and take care of these side adventures. And folks, I just don't, I don't want to get into like, I don't want to talk about any scenes. I feel like you can YouTube about people who talk about specific scenes and about specific, about the specific points that happened at the pellicula. Um, But about anything to do with like concrete plot lines, it's not important. It's just the mood of this movie was so wonderfully transcendent and it had a kind of druggy sorcery on it. Um, too, far too much sober sorcery happening in other movies, I find. Um, because if the sorcery is always sober, and what I mean by that is just, it, of course we do that. I, I have a magic staff, and look, and, and or we're mutants, or we have magic powers, and look, we can just... just Right out my fingertips. I just I basically make electricity and fire go everywhere. Like, yeah, magic. See, it's no big deal. And we get desensitized to that. But events in the Northman they remind me actually a lot also of Alejandro Hodorowski films, uh, which um, if you haven't checked those out, I highly recommend El Topo and The Holy Mountain, and check out all of his graphic novel work. But um. These are all wrapped up in mythology, and in mythology, your characters are often undergoing rituals, and my friends, pay deep attention. Rituals mean often drug use, and there are really cool scenes in The Northman where um, the hero himself undergoes rituals that deal with some sort of imbibation, some sort of taking in of a substance which allows him to see his family tree. And I'm just going to leave it at that, but you must see it to believe it, to see how this idea of one's roots and where they are placed on their family tree, how that looks like and how that feels like when you look at it. It's just so good. It's so well done. And, um, so he undergoes a lot of drugs himself to like find that. And then of course you, if you have a, a friend who kind of knows where to look in the forest to find a few fungal things, a few herb things, you can, um, drug your enemy and fuck with their heads because what's so fun about this is that his his revenge in this movie is delayed the way the myth goes. But in the meantime, he's going to torment his antagonists. And he's going to make their life fucking weird and confusing and hellish. And then he'll get down to the deep and dirty. But I, I just, I don't know, my friends, I, I love a movie like this. And... um. It was just weird enough. In my opinion, it's not too weird. And you know I love weird. I, I, I'm an odd duck. But it had plenty of weird. My issue with a lot of movies is they only give me a little... That people like me, they, they give us one little like half a dollop's worth on a spoon. And they go, there's your weird. There's, they, go, go. Now, now everything has to make sense. And we have to hold your hand after this. 
I'm like, ugh, can I just, can I just frolic in this bakery, please? And uh, this movie gave me spoonful after bowlful of uh, of weird, while of course being completely well structured in, I believe, a movie that did its job and what it promises. A, a, a wrong must be righted. Excuse me as I burp to the side right here. And a, uh, and, and, I, and I hope I righted that wrong by acknowledging it. And uh, the, there is a promise that there will be a showdown on near uh, cataclysmic earth chaos level is how I'll put it. <laughs> and, uh, and it delivers. The whole movie completely delivers on what it hints at and promises. Just the way how a cool soothsayer or a fate or a seer will give you a thread to a story and then keep following that thread. It will unravel or entangle <laughs> into something else. But yeah, it was um, it was really good. And, and the only thing that sometimes breaks my heart about these moments, I break my, I don't want to use strong language like that, but it's like, I, I I wonder after a movie like this, and I, okay, and by the way, I've seen this twice. The movie, I'm again, I'll never give a spoiler right here, but like when the movie's over, one wonders, okay, is this audience going to be solemn and quiet or are they going to applaud? Because frankly, I can see even with myself one of two ways going because I part of me just wanted to sit there and just go, wow, I just saw that. And of course, the other part of me wanted to go, oh my fucking God, let me give this my palms and applaud this motherfucker because it did its job and more. Well, the first time I did the first part and the second time I did the second part and I noticed the crowd with me, around me the second time, they really dug it, they applauded. And that gave me some courage because I... I want more movies like this to come out. And I feel like for a lot of other people, every two months they get movies that just work perfectly fine for them. Ugh, I just, I wish, I've sometimes, I, I almost wish I just was one of those people who just eats up everything that is, that is contemporary in my time. You know, another, the biggest example... I've I don't think I've ever really enjoyed the majority of music that has come out in the time period that I was alive. Or shall I at least say in the age I then became, you know, conscious of really listening to the music that's coming out around me. So we're basically talking about like <clears throat> mid 90s, mid 90s onwards. And I gotta say, like for the most part, the sounds that have come out, and I'd say with increasingly over time, and I know I sound like an old man, and yes, some of you are gonna say, you you haven't looked deeper, you haven't, well, that's the thing too, is okay, that's fine, but why do we have to look deep for good sound? Why is it that the sound that comes at us at every store we go to, every, it's oftentimes really painfully hellish for me, I gotta say. 
and I see others and they, they, they lap it up. They love that shit. I'm thinking, God, wouldn't it, it must be very simple and wonderful that just every fucking new flavor that comes out on the radio, you're just like, yes. Oh my, yeah, this makes sense. I know I'm oversimplifying it. I think even the most poppy people, they some things they go, nah, and other things they go, yeah. But I've never felt like that. And also with a lot of movies, like I've we've talked about this before. We've all I always unfortunately go back to this one, but I'm I don't hate Marvel. I just am not that into it. And I see a lot of people lose their minds over it. And I feel a little left out. I'm like, why doesn't it make me lose my mind like that? I appreciate it, but I'm also a little burnt out on it. And I don't, for me, I don't get how some people aren't burnt out on it. And things like the Northman, you can't burn out on that because... I'm actually amazed that the Northman made it to this like mainstream release level of of where it is in the movie theaters because I think any time before this it would be one of those kind of like oh did you hear about it yeah it was kind of underground you had to look for it no no it's pretty it's like hi it's like it's I'm here in in the city of Angles folks and uh, there are lots of posters showing this movie as well like like it's 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 a big movie. And it's, a, and it's a weird one, and I'm saying that in a good way, because I love weird. But then I see, I saw some people writing in various online comments, and they were like, oh, it's kind of weird, or this, like, it was the shit I, I feared that people were going to do. Especially movies that, like, what I like to call movies that are on drugs, and oh yeah, The Northman, the movie itself, definitely on drugs, but it's, but not like... Uh, party foul drug it's not gonna like lose its track it's just like a it it itself is tripping in a very cool warrior in a cave seeing his vision through to the end kind of on drugs feeling so when i see people complaining still like oh that's weird i'm just like i get i get annoyed folks i get annoyed when people can't understand or appreciate when movies get a little hallucinatory or when they show you something that then you have to wonder, well, was that real or was that imagined? And it bothers me that people are get put off by that because I'm like, why would, what's wrong with weird? Can I ask you something? Have you ever had a, wait for it, dream? Have you ever had a dream? Have you ever had a dream that was in your head late night in your bed? A dream, I said. Have you? Have you ever had a dream? Well, let me ask you, did any of those dreams at some point uh, (laughs) not, quote-unquote, make sense? Did they get a little weird? Were they symbolic and... uh, apocryphal okay don't use fucking weird big words that even you alex don't quite know what you mean by don't use apocryphal you were on a good one and he used a silly word okay what i meant to say is um surely you have seen things in your sleep that were poetically strange and surreal and trippy man surely you have don't that that's incorrect 
Every night, I simply dream that I walk in my pedestrian outfit out of my pedestrian car and go into a pedestrian grocery store where I pay five ninety-five for my simple purchase. I get my nickel back in change, and I mosey on home. And as soon as I close the door, I wake up and do exactly that in my waking life. I don't buy it. Even if you can't remember them the next day. <laughs> like yours truly, but I think that's because I smoke a lot of weed. I think it takes away the dreams, folks. But that's another speculation for another time. But I, I don't even really remember my dreams the next day. But I know that when I do see them, they're, they're all kinds of strange. The point is, I know you've had some weird dreams. Well, weren't they kind of fun? Or do you, or, or, or are we all, we, have we reached the point now where just like anything that's just not nice is just all bad? Because it's like, hey, and also, also, are you like trying to be cool? Because there's one thing I have always noticed, and I, and I remember this when I was a kid, because you can bet I was an odd duck even back then, and I was absolutely embracing the weird in my youth. And I remember looking around at other youths who I could even tell then thought that they were gaining social currency by twisting their faces into sour frowns and saying, uh, okay, that's like weird about like whatever it is, what someone said, what some, what, what's being played on the, a movie, what's being discussed. It like... It made you cool, man, by denouncing things as weird. Why? Because you're normal? Why would you strive for normal? I don't get it, man. I thought I thought there was a time where to be cool was because you were a fucking freak. And that being normal was for squares. I thought. Anyway, I, it bothers me when people write off a movie as weird. It's like, oh, fuck yourself. Are you that unprepared? It's a movie, too. Life gets frustratingly weird. Life gets weird in a way that really fucking sucks sometimes. A movie, if it's done well, like The Northman, it's weird for a good reason. And a good reason that's good for you. But... I guess I can't force one's heart open to the occasion. All I can do is simply say, I think this film is doing something that we haven't seen in the movie theater, in the cinema, in quite some time. And I'm just a little afraid sometimes that because everyone keeps going, oh, that was weird, or they don't want to go see it because... They are now used to one way of formula. Then movies like these aren't going to make money and then they're not going to make them. And then we're only going to have predictable, stupid shit. And, ugh, you know, if, if people are okay with that, well, then I can't control it. However, I don't want to end this on a, on a, on a bum dinger. I want to go on a humdinger. And, uh, I think that's actually just a sort of personally projected feeling about it. I am being a little judgy towards I I just folks, I just think it's a cop-out thing. I I think it's a fucking weak ass move and a cop-out to be that confused by something that is, you know, mythologically structured. I can understand like a a, a 
sort of confusingly badly written movie that's trying to be like some sort of political thriller that has lots of names and lots of locations and lots of dates and times and we're getting scrambled and we go oh this is weird it's confusing okay I'll give you that you can be confused and weird on that but you know something that deals with like the supernatural and has swords and also is is like I'm so sorry but it's like there are things that are tales and they're way older than the rest of us and yeah they often uh are a little strange it just I think it's a goddamn cop out to just write it off as weird and uh I really want to just now <laughs> adjust myself from being judgy because I am I'm acknowledging it I'm absolutely having a moment where I'm like I judge you if you're judging it as weird now that's acknowledged and I'm going to move on from that and say now I do of course hope that if you are someone who's listening to this and you do have an open heart and you're willing to give movies a chance please give Northman a whirl Um, and obviously if you know anything about me, yes, it's gonna have it's gonna have a lot of rated R shit in it. Cause I like that. That's me, baby. I like rated R shit because oftentimes it's only in rated R where shit can really slip through, and some bogus ass censor didn't stall it at a PG thirteen intelligence. So you know. Uh, but anyway. That's that's the long and short of it, my friends. The long sword and the dagger. But uh, the Northman, <sighs> fucking cool, fucking great. And uh, well, I th- I think that's that. I normally like to think of a couple things to talk about, but boy, I think we did it, folks. Check it out. And uh, you know what? Let's start a, a weird discussion. What are some surreal movies that uh, and let's and let's really specify this. What what's a movie you've seen that you felt is uh, very strange, but it still hit all of the sort of narrative checkpoints that we need a middle a, a beginning a middle an end a protagonist an antagonist a uh, uh, doing things that advance the storyline and that tie themes together, but that the moves to make all this were just full of sorcery and weirdness. What's what's that for you? And guess what? It may be something that we all see differently. It might be that my sorcery is different than yours. Um, hit me up on the Insta with uh, your ideas at... It War Podcast. I T W A R Podcast at It War Podcast. And I'd love to know that. And if you're like, I'm not going to fucking write in, I'm not even going to talk. Well, I hope you can think about that. I hope you can think about that. Now you take that with you to your room and you get weird. All right, my friends. Do enjoy and do. Annoy. No, actually. <laughs> We're going to stick to the rhyme I always do here, which is to say, in the mean in between, thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme. 
In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, Simpin After Dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.